For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. So welcome to this episode of the Roxpile Rockies Report brought to you by Roxpile. My name is Kevin Henry. I'm one of the co-experts at Roxpile and glad that you've joined us today as we embark on a look at the season so far as well as what is to come as the Rockies prepare to play game number 100 tonight in Washington as they open up a four-game series against the Nationals. Let's talk about that four-game series for just a moment and look at what is to come. So, for the Rockies, uh, they will be facing uh, Eric Fetty uh, in 1-1 with a 3.50 ERA to open the series. They'll get Steven Strasburg on Tuesday. Oh, boy, with that, right? 12-4, 3.52 ERA. And then Patrick Corbin, 7-5 with a 3.40 ERA on Wednesday. Thursday starter for the Nationals is TBA as is the Rockies, and that's what a little bit about what we're going to talk about in just a moment. But the Rockies will open up tonight with Peter Lambert on the mound, uh, followed by John Gray, and then Kyle Freeland makes his return to the mound on Wednesday night, uh, the second time that he'll be on the mound in this road trip. So Thursday starter for the Rockies is TBA as well. And that goes back into some of the moves that the Rockies made on Sunday. And let's talk about those. So, an interesting shakeup, in my opinion, on Sunday as the Rockies sent down Antonio Senzatella and DFA'd Mark Reynolds. Now, both of those moves were necessary for the Rockies, in my opinion. First of all, we know the struggles that Mark Reynolds has had this season. We know that him taking up a spot on the bench simply wasn't helping the Rockies in terms of their offense. And by the way, their offense in July has been struggling. And that's one of the reasons, along with the pitching, let's be perfectly honest, but it's one of the reasons why the Rockies are currently struggling at the moment as well. If you look at what's going on in July at the moment, the Rockies are 24th in the league uh, whenever it comes to runs scored this season, or sorry, this month. Uh, they've only scored 67. Their batting average is just 246 for the month overall. That puts them 25th in the league as well. As a team heading into their 100th game of the season in July, in 15 games, the Rockies are slashing 246, 300, 417 with an OPS of 717. Now that 717 puts them at 24th in the league. So while a lot of the focus has absolutely been on the pitching, as well it should be, let's not forget that this Rockies lineup has struggled a little bit uh, in July. And that goes down to Nolan Arenado as well. So in 15 games this month, Nolan is looking human. It's kind of a scary thought. But Nolan's hitting 226, 293, 377 with an OPS of 670. Uh, let's see, two homers, 11 RBIs. So when you look at the Rockies overall, absolutely a lot of what is to blame with what's going on with them at the moment is the pitching. 
but the hitting has also cooled off some considerably. We saw that start in the Arizona series right before the All-Star break, really peaked there, and then the All-Star break happens, and then we hope that the Rockies can find their mojo as they come back. Obviously they haven't, as they've lost 13 of 16 since June 30th. On the road this season, they're 21 and 28, including this one and two start to the 10 game road trip through New York with the Yankees, Washington with the Nationals, and finishing up with three in Cincinnati against the Reds. So, heading into their 100th game this season, the Rockies are 47 and 52. Compare that to last season when they were 53 and 46. So, you're going to see a big swing right there just in the overall scheme of things and where the Rockies sit in terms of the postseason. And where do the Rockies sit in terms of the postseason? Well, as of this morning, uh, Monday morning, whenever we're recording this, the Rockies um, are in fourth place in the NL West with that 47 and 52 mark, tied with the Padres uh, for that. Fa um, baseball reference gives them a 3.9% chance to make the postseason. Now, I will tell you, the only teams with a lower chance to make the postseason right now in the National League than the Rockies are the Mets, the Marlins, the Pirates, and the Padres. That's it. Everybody else is ahead of where the Rockies are in terms of what might happen in the postseason. So, where do the Rockies sit heading into this 100th game as far as the trade deadline coming up? Uh, my personal belief, and we've stated this a couple of times on Rock's Pile, is that the Rockies are not going to do much at the break. Uh, this is a team that, yes, they've absolutely had their issues this season. But is it a team that's worth blowing up and trading off prospects to try to reach the wild card? I don't think so. Is it worth a team that's uh, trying to get rid of a... Wade Davis, or a Chris Iannetta, or an Ian Desmond, or a Daniel Murphy. Sure, in a perfect world, some of those contracts could be offloaded. But, have they performed well enough to actually have that happen? And, outside of maybe Davis and Iannetta, is it worth getting rid of them for the stretch run? My answer, my belief is no, it's not. Uh, certainly, the Rockies have not worked as a unit this season, and that goes down to a lot of the decisions made in the offseason by Colorado's general manager. We know all about that. Uh, when Daniel Murphy was the only big acquisition of the offseason, a lot of this can be blamed on him and should be blamed on him. However, we need to look at what's to come for the Rockies. This is still a team with a lot of young, good pieces to it. This is a team that finally locked up Nolan Arenado, a team that doesn't have to worry about what's to come with his contract, and is he going to leave. So is it worth blowing up the team knowing that, let's face it, it was a rough stretch this year. Do you reload in the offseason to try to get back to where you want to be in 2020 and just make it through the rest of this year and see if the Rockies can actually turn it around. My personal belief is that's what they're going to do. And that may not be what Rockies fans want to hear, but the reasoning is this. Those big contracts, there are not a lot of those big contracts that have lived up to people outside wanting to actually take them on, as well as why would the Rockies send away their prospects and some of the things that are going to happen to have a chance at a one-game wild card that, to be honest, the way that the Rockies' offense and pitching has been 
is it worth even pursuing that? My answer is no, it's not. I think the Rockies are in that murky spot of being in the middle of the postseason race. And by the way, just so you know, they are five games back of the wild card this morning. So a lot of teams ahead of them being also five games under 500, the Rockies are at the moment. So what do you do? My answer is you stand pat. My answer is that you know the quality of players that are on this team, but so far they have vastly underperformed this season. Can they turn it on? Absolutely they could. The Rockies could get on a streak. Is it a streak to get them into the postseason? I don't think it is. But is it worth also trading off a lot of the pieces who could actually help you next season whenever hopefully things come together that and and do you know get rid of a core that is is solid? I don't think so. And let's look ahead to what the Rockies are getting ready to face as well. There are teams out there who are going to improve at the trade deadline. You know the Dodgers are going to make a move. The Dodgers always make a move. You know that teams like the Braves and maybe even the Nationals or the Phillies now are going to strengthen themselves. The Cubs, Brewers are right there as far as the National League Central goes. You know, that National League Central is just a hodgepodge at the moment. The Cardinals are only three games back of the, of the Cubs. And by the way, speaking of the Cardinals, that's the only National League team that the Rockies has not faced so far this season. Uh, we'll see the Cardinals uh, in Bush Stadium in August and then coming to Coors in September. But think about all of the teams that are out there in the National League. They're going to be making moves and getting better. Can the Rockies improve internally with what they've got and add pieces to get better? I don't think so. I, I truly don't. I did whenever the All-Star break happened. I thought that they were still in a good position. But the way that they have started out since the All-Star break and, and stumbled out of the stretch, including that horrific four-game sweep to the Giants, I just don't see it happening. Now, I'd love for you to disagree with me. I'd love for you to tell me I'm crazy and why. Certainly, you get on our Facebook page at uh, you know and chime in at Rockspile. Any of the articles that we put out there in response to this podcast, hey, Happy to hear your thoughts as well, because we believe that we are the voice of the fan uh, whenever it comes to a lot of the blogs that are out there. We'd love to make sure that we are uh, listening to you and also giving you your voice as well. So we talked a little bit about the moves on Sunday just a moment ago, but let's go back. You know, We talked about Senzatella going down and Reynolds being DFA'd as good moves. What about what the Rockies could bring up? And with the Rockies bringing up Jeff Hoffman, and Sam Howard uh, and making the 40-man the, uh, roster complete again by adding Howard back to it, uh, I think it's a really interesting time to look at where the Rockies are in terms of their depth. Uh, and this is something that we have talked for a long time in Colorado about their prospects and about the future and what's to come. And certainly we're seeing that with Hampson and McMahon and Tapia and Dahl and all these young players that are making a big impact this year. But after that, what's to come? You know, I, I wrote an article uh, earlier in the week about why the Rockies shouldn't trade off Ian Desmond. Uh, and uh, trust me, for me to say that, <laughs> that, that was hard for me to type. But I do believe it's the right move for the Rockies, and here's why. Who's going to take his place in the outfield that you have confidence in at the moment? Uh, there have been outfielders who have been called up, like a Daza, like a Cuevas, and they have not performed at the major league level like you'd want them to see. 
who are some of these hot commodities that are down in Albuquerque who maybe could get the call up to take his place? And I think the Rockies are at an interesting point right now where a lot of their younger, and I mean younger, prospects, like a Colton Welker that jumps into my mind as, as a great example, uh, you know, they are not at the moment major league ready. They're certainly zooming up the ladder and they're proving themselves at the minor league level. But are there guys who could right now, if you got rid of some of these veterans, could they step in and make a difference? Could they step in and be that key differentiator for the Rockies this season? And my answer is no, I don't believe that they can. I think there's a true lack of depth whenever it comes to the Rockies and reliability at the AAA level at the moment. Now, certainly there are some out there who are turning hands like a Sam Hilliard and, uh, you know, Roberto Ramos is a guy who I know is jumping off the page at some people. But let's be honest. Are they ready right now to step in? And do you as a fan have confidence in them to step in? Uh, I'm not sure that I do. At the moment, at least, uh, you know, and I certainly I think September call ups are going to be big uh, so that we can see. But the Rockies are going to need to make some 40 man roster moves in order to make that happen as well for some of these players. So some really interesting things regarding Sam Howard as well. I'm interested to see what happens with Sam Howard. He is going to be one of those guys that I think is going to be thrown into the fire by Bud Black simply because, first of all, left hander. And we know that Jake McGee has been the only southpaw in the bullpen, bullpen for quite some time. So it will be nice to actually have another option for Bud Black out there. But the question is, how will Sam Howard respond? You know, he showed up four games last season, uh, pitched one inning each time he was out there. He only struck out one uh, each time, but he also walked three. Uh, and, you know, that bumped up his whip to two last season. And that's a little bit concerning for me. So I was looking at what he had done this season down at AAA Albuquerque. And what Sam Howard has done is that he's been in 36 games, uh, pitched 44.2 innings, allowed 45 hits in those 44.2 innings, and walked 12. No, I'm sorry. I looked at the wrong line. He's walked 23 while striking out 57. So the strikeout numbers are certainly better than, than what he showed at the professional level last year. A whip of 1.52 and an ERA of 3.83. So he hasn't been necessarily dominant at the AAA level. But again, I think this is where the Rockies are at the moment with that depth that we talked about. You know, How confident are you if they bring back up a Phillip Deal? Uh, you know, considering what he showed in his um, very brief time in the majors. I think that there's a lot of question marks whenever it comes to the Rockies and depth. And certainly I'm interested to see what Sam Howard can do. I think Howard and Hoffman as bullpen pieces will be critical for the Rockies' success in Washington. Now, how long will Hoffman be in the bullpen? I think is a very interesting thing to think about as well because Hoffman in the bullpen for very long means that the Rockies have a big question mark on Thursday with that TBA that we talked about earlier. Both the Nationals and the Rockies have TBAs right now. Could that be Max Scherzer for the Nationals? It could be on Thursday. But what about for the Rockies? Uh, whenever Jeff Hoffman was brought up yesterday, Bud Black said that he was going to be used in the bullpen for now, and then Thursday's starter would be determined at a later time. 
if Hoffman's going to be used in the bullpen, you know, tonight or tomorrow night's really about the extent that he could be used if he's going to be that fifth starter uh, for the Rockies rotation moving forward. And if he's going to be that guy who's going to be slotted into the rotation on Thursday in place of Antonio Senzatella. Now, the Rockies will also likely make a move today uh, because, uh, as we talked about Mark Reynolds being DFA'd, I think that they're going to be bringing up another bench player. Uh, and my guess would be that a, a Tinoco might be sent down. Uh, I think that there are a lot of options out there for the Rockies whenever it comes to what might happen and what they could do with, uh, with their uh, rotation and what they could do with their lineup and what they could do with their bench players. And right now you're looking at... Um, well, sorry, <laughs> Tinoco was already sent down. That was my thought, my bad. Uh, you know, Almonte has not been up very much at all. Uh, could he be a guy who's sent down? Could there be an injury that is announced? Uh, I think that it's going to be really interesting to see what the Rockies do. But they're going to need some kind of a bench player uh, with a short bench and Reynolds not around. Now, Bud Black has been known to roll the bones for a couple of games uh, with a three-man bench earlier this season. Maybe that's what happens. It'll be interesting to see. So we talked about where the Rockies are going. We've talked about some of the moves that are available. And let's not forget that this is a Rockies team right now that has lost six games in a row three different times this season. Six or more, should say. So there's a lot going on with the Rockies at the moment. And can they really find that mojo? This road trip is so critical for a number of reasons. Uh, and we've talked about that innumerably regarding the... Uh, postseason chase and everything else. So we're going to be watching as game 100 starts to take place tonight in Washington. Hopefully you will be as well. Uh, certainly would love for you to chime in on Twitter, uh, follow us on Facebook, wherever that is. We try to keep these podcasts below 20 minutes uh, to maximize your time as well as some of the content that we put in here. I know this was a very wide-ranging podcast today, but there's a lot that's gone on with the Rockies, and I think a lot that will go on with them during this four-game series in Washington. So always welcome your comments. Always welcome your feedback. Certainly we want to make this um, not only enjoyable for you, but also uh, information-filled. So uh, signing off for now, ready to root those Rockies on. Kevin Henry, the co-expert of Rockspile, thanks for listening. Looking forward to seeing what happens as Game 100 unfolds tonight in our nation's capital. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.